Morning. 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 Hello. Oh, you doing well? Doing well? Give me a nod at least. At least look at me. Are you doing well? Yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, we are so glad that you're with us this morning. Uh, well done, as always, getting up, getting yourself here. We, we thank the people who made coffee for us this morning, don't we? Thank you, coffee guys. Thank you. Um, all right. Are there any twins here this morning? I'm looking around. I don't think we've got any twins. No? Who's that? Lisa Mundy is, isn't she? Yeah, she's, yeah, well. Uh, any twins? Anyway, okay. Uh, who here knows a twin? Lisa Mundy. Everyone now? You might not know Lisa Mundy. Twin? Everyone knows a twin, maybe? You've met a twin before in your life? Uh, what about, and here's another one for Gordon, identical twins? Have you met identical twins before? You have? Oh, that's good. Megan has. That's good. Uh, now, who knows that the first time you meet identical twins, doesn't matter how many times they tell you their names, you have no idea which is which, right? Yeah? It's impossible to tell identical twins apart. Usually, especially, you know how like, I feel like it's an unwritten law that if you have identical twins as parents, you're supposed to dress them the same. Do you ever see that? Like in little kids, identical twins, they're always wearing the same thing. So it is like, it's almost impossible. Uh, I always think that identical twins, surely in their life, they've swapped names at least once, right? Like, like they get born who knows which is which, and they eventually, you know, swap names. Is that what happened with Gordon? Swapped classes. They did that to their teachers. Gordon has identical twin sons, uh, in case you didn't know. Uh, I just think, yeah, I, I think, though, as you get to know identical twins, what initially seems exactly the same do you feel like after you've known identical twins for a while, you can definitely tell which one is which? There's differences in personality. You may notice that there are slight physical differences. They might have their hair cut differently or something. I don't know. But after a while, you actually get to know them and you can't believe that other people can't tell. Susie went to school with some identical twins and she'd always talk about these people and and she couldn't believe that I couldn't tell them apart. And I'm like, you went through all of school together. Of course you know which is which. But they're actually very different. And we're going to talk a little bit this morning about twins. No? We've already talked a little bit, haven't we? Let's be honest. Uh, and about some twins. And these twins, uh, they both start with an F. All right? These twins both start with an F. They both have to do with the future. They both have to do with what could be. And I want you to get to know these twins this morning. Is that all right? You're with me so far. Good. Uh, the two twins are fear and faith. Oh, hey, hey. That's the biggest response I've ever got preaching <laughs> in my life. Well done. Thank you. I'll go home now. Uh, these two twins, fear and faith. Not, they at first, anyway, fear. And I want to give you the, the kind of the 
dictionary definition of fear. I think we know what fear is, but the dictionary says it's a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid is what fear is. I think we in the room can grasp what fear is. I think we know what fear is. Faith, and I, I went not for a, for a dictionary definition of faith, as we get to know these twins, but I, I went for a Hebrews definition of faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, and you may know this verse well, but it says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see yet. I'll be straight up with you this morning. We're going to be really to the point. Is that okay? Really to the point this morning. I believe, and you would have heard me say it a lot of times, I believe that life is better with Jesus. I believe that, that life is better with Jesus. And I don't know about you, but living a life of fear doesn't sound like a better life to me. Right? Do we get that? Out of fear or faith, if we're choosing one thing in our life, I believe that living a life of faith is better than living a life of fear. You see, fear, fear traps you, doesn't it? It stops you from doing things. Do you know what I'm talking about? You have that fear that stopped you from doing something. Now, of course, there are sensible fears. Before we throw all fears out the window, there are sensible fears like when you go to the toilet and there's a huntsman on the wall, you should not stay in that room. That thing can probably not kill you, but it'll hurt you a bit. But, you know, like, there are, you, know, you should be afraid of jumping off of cliffs. Yeah, because, you know, cliffs, they'll kill you and stuff. You, you should be afraid of, you know, I don't know, when you cross the road of walking into moving buses, you should be afraid of those kinds of things, right? Uh, these things will just straight up kill you. So don't do those things. But, but all of us in this room have missed out on something in our lives because of fear, right? At some point in our lives, we've missed out on something because we've been uh, frozen with fear. Because we're too afraid to try it or, or we're too scared to do it, um, we can be trapped by this fear. Can I just tell you that there have been heaps of moments in my life, and, and this morning I'm talking out of my own testimony, uh, there have been heaps of times in my life where fear has stopped me doing something great. I am um, a really silly story, but as a teenager, uh, I lived in Hobart. Has anyone been to Hobart before? Hobart's a lovely place. As a teenager, I lived in Hobart. And my mates uh, had decided that day there was this massive scaffolding on the Derwent River. And they were like, you can just climb on it and jump into the Derwent. And they were like, it's going to be the best day ever. And I was like, yes, it is going to be the best day. And I think I got to the second rung. And for about three hours, I couldn't move from it. I was done. Now, they were really helpful at the start and they tried to help me, you know, overcome that fear. But I sat on that second rung and then for the next like two or three hours watched my friends just continuously diving into the Derwent River, having like the best time. But in that moment, 
there was a fear that just robbed me of having the best fun. Now, faith on the other hand, fear robs us, right? We all agree that fear robs us. But faith on the other hand is a life giver, isn't it? Faith releases us. Faith empowers you. Faith allows you to believe that you are who Jesus says you are. When you have faith in something, you can trust it fully, right? You can trust it, which allows you sometimes to just go for it, right? So I'm scared of heights, as I just probably said in that climbing the scaffold. But like, like really scared of heights. Uh, a couple of years ago, we, we were staying for a, a conference in Melbourne on a really high-rise building and everyone was so excited about the view. And I took a foot on the balcony and I had to grab something because I felt like I was going to fall over. Like, like I got as low to the ground as I, as I possibly could. I look like an idiot, but that's, I'm just, I'm afraid of heights. But have you ever been on a high ropes course? Now, like I, I hate heights, but in a high ropes course, you have a harness on, right? Yeah? And I actually can put my faith in the harness. I think the, the, the harness is going to hold me. In fact, I get to the point where I'm almost a bit reckless in a harness because I'm like, I'm all good. I'm safe. As long as it's not a friend like belaying you, that, that, don't do that. As long as it's machinery or something, you know, you, you can't fall. But the idea of a high ropes course makes me kind of seize up, scared. But... They have a harness, and I know that I can have faith in the harness, which allows me to go for it, which allows me, at first it might be a bit scary, and it might seem a bit risky, but then I realise that the harness has me, and that I can actually enjoy myself and go for it, that I can step out while I've got my harness on, right? Can I tell you this morning, faith empowers you. Fear is not a full life. It's a safe and it's a scared life. Faith is a full life. Fear robs us. Faith gives to us, right? Fear traps us, but but faith releases us. Am I making sense? Reminds me very much of a verse that we've looked at a lot. John 10.10. Talks about the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy, but actually Jesus has come to give us a full and abundant life. Can I tell you that's, the the enemy brings fear, robs us, steals life. Faith empowers us, gives us the full satisfying life. Going to have a quick look uh, at a story from Matthew, uh, Matthew 14, starting at verse 23. Thanks, Mark. Uh, This story takes place just after Jesus has fed the 5,000. So an amazing, miraculous thing where it's more than, we reckon it's probably more like 10,000, 5,000 men plus women and children. And then we see this story. After sending them home, that's all the 5,000, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. This is Jesus. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in 
trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. So the disciples were out on a boat. Jesus went up to pray and the disciples were in trouble. Uh, the, the water was going nuts. Heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Come on. If you want to hear something this morning, how's that? Jesus saying, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Can we pray? Let's pray. God, we just thank you that we're here together. We thank you that wherever we are, you are too. We just pray in these moments, um, Holy Spirit, bring truth to our minds, to our heart. We ask that we may leave transformed, that we may leave more like you, Jesus. Thank you for your living word. May it speak to us in these moments together. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so what, is, what does this story tell us or, or talk to us about living in fear or faith? And the first thing that I, that I think that we should pick up on is that the disciples are really scared, right? We see in this story, the disciples head out in this boat. Now, we're talking about a bunch of, there's, there's a lot of fishermen in that boat, right? The disciples, fishermen, the waves were so bad that they were even scared. People who had been used to being out on the water were, were scared. It's a pretty scary scenario, let's be honest, for a second. Let's just imagine it's three o'clock in the morning. You're out on a boat. The waves start to pick up like a storm starts. And suddenly in the distance, you see a ghost, like a ghost come across the water. That's a freak. That's a nightmare. Anyone else? Oh, that's, that's kind of a nightmare situation. But, but in this story, we see a scary situation. And who knows that the safe option, the fear response would be to stay in the boat at all costs, wouldn't it? In fact, kind of like I was on that balcony, I can imagine laying on the like, floor of that boat, right? You would just want to get as low as you could. How am I going to survive this? But we see one person. One of my favourite favorite disciples, Peter. Peter decides he was going to do something that seems a little risky. But he had this sudden burst of faith, didn't he? He sees Jesus and he's like, it's almost like he dares Jesus. Hey, Jesus, do you want me to come and walk out? 
Jesus is like, Peter, okay, <laughs> you know, all right, if you really want to. Uh, uh, but he has this sudden burst of faith. And who knows that in the end, Peter does something that is absolutely mind-blowing, right? Absolutely amazing. He walks on water. Now, when I think of walking on water, I think glassy water, you know, like nice, calm it almost seems like you could walk on it. It's so calm. But we're talking in the middle of a storm. This is like, like huge waves, wind blowing. Peter steps out onto that and walks on water. Now, most of us are, are like, well, we're pretty amazed that Jesus is walking on water at the start, right? That, that's pretty amazing. But you're also like, well, Jesus is God. Of course, he can walk on water. Like, any time he wanted to, he could have just walked on water. But for us to then see Peter, a man, fully man, not a particularly gifted man either, like a fisherman, an ordinary bloke, walk out, on water is pretty amazing, isn't it? Can I tell you that when we live in faith, great things happen. Great things happen. Things that we haven't seen before happen when we step out in faith. Normal, ordinary people start to see dreams realised when they step out in faith. Things that seemed impossible suddenly become possible. Now, I'm not just talking about crazy miracles this morning like walking on water. I'm not sure that what Peter did was an example for us to try as followers of Jesus, that we should all at some point try and walk on water. I've tried a few times. I used to try and walk on heads back on shows and I had to go to the, I'll tell you a story another day. I had to go to the doctor because I'm pretty sure I broke a rib because there were no heads to walk on. Uh, walking on water, uh, it's not something that we, you know, we, we should be seeking. But for you, the miracle that we're talking about, it might be something like, you're able to share your faith with somebody. It might be a small step like that, that actually in stepping out, I might be able to share my faith with someone. It might be having the courage to help people or, or reach out and hang with your lonely neighbours. That might be the, the step that you're taking. It might be able to, for some of us, just be able to walk down the street without being scared. It might be taking the first few steps to what God has been calling you to, but you've been stuck in fear. This is a tough one. It might actually be the courage to forgive someone. We're all different, but I believe passionately this morning that faith adds value to your life. Are we with me? Cool. Now, there's just one, one thing I want to look at again uh, before we have a chance to, to figure this out together as a group. Uh, verse 30, if, if Mark can bring that up, that'd be great. But when he saw, and this is, this is Peter, but when Peter saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. 
Save me, Lord, he shouted. Can I tell you that um, when life is hard, when we are actually living in fear, I want to tell you that there's good news in this verse because the next thing that happens, verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Immediately reached out and grabbed him. When we are in the hardest moments, when fear is all we kind of know, if we call out to Jesus, can I tell you that he reaches out and he grabs us? Jesus can and always will save us if we call out to him. This isn't, a, this isn't a message of condemnation or shame. We sometimes live in this fear space, don't we? I want to just tell you that there is a rescue plan though. That rescue plan is Jesus. And all we need to do in those moments is call out. And immediately, it wasn't like Jesus let him sink a little bit and then was like, oh, you've learnt your lesson here, I'll pick you up. He says immediately grab, grab, reached out and grabbed him. He taught him the lesson afterwards, but he, but he grabbed him first, right? Life is better when we live in faith. But even when we're living in fear, Jesus still reaches out and grabs us and takes us back to where we can be safe. I am, um, does anyone else kind of just love this story? There's, there's so much in the story uh, and, I, and I love it and we could talk about it for a, for a little bit, but let's move on. The question I have for each of us this morning, it's a simple one, is are you choosing faith? Are you choosing to live in faith and not fear this morning? Boy, kids are killing it this morning. They're on board. Uh, will you choose to live in faith, not fear? I am, um, my story, my testimony in, in finding Jesus is being rescued from a life of fear. If I, if I draw a picture of what my life was like before Jesus, it was a life of fear. My testimony is that I met Jesus. I encountered Jesus. And I want to tell you that fear disappeared in my life. That as a kid, I was, I was a very fearful kid. For whatever reason, I, like I literally couldn't walk down my own street without fear of being Kidnapped was the thing that always went through my head, which is a, is a bizarre thought, right? Sounds like an enemy lie that was robbing me of my life, doesn't it? But I met Jesus as a teenager and, and fear left my life. And I got to choose to walk in faith instead. That I actually believe that what Jesus said about me is true that I am a child of God, that, that God is my father, that he loves me, that he looks after me, that he has a plan and a purpose for my life. Can I tell you, when you start to believe those things, fear kind of disappears, doesn't it? When we know that our father is the God who created the whole universe, 
the universe, not just like our solar system or this planet, the universe. What do we have to fear then, right? So how do we live in fear? Uh, How do we live in faith? Oh my gosh. How do we live in faith? Can you delete that from the uh, the podcast? Um, How do we live in faith and not fear? And, And the first thing, really simple, I've got just two things that I think we can hold on to. One is we keep our eyes on Jesus and not the situation. Keep our eyes on Jesus, not the situation. We see Peter step out in amazing faith, right? Doesn't he? He's like like full of faith. He's just got this burst of faith and he's like, yeah, I'm going to jump out of the boat. I'm going to start walking on these waves. What, What does the scripture tell us? It tells us as soon as he did it, he was walking on water and what did he do? He looked down. He started looking at the waves. He started looking at his circumstances, his surroundings, and we see that he starts to live in the fear space again. It's pretty easy to do, isn't it? For us to, instead of focusing on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, Hebrews 12, right? Instead of running that race with our eyes gazed on Jesus, we start looking at our surroundings we start to fall into the trap of fear. So the first thing, if we want to live in faith, keep our eyes on Jesus. The second is a really practical. Who knows that you don't just step into a life of faith and it's all good? Who knows that it takes some practice? You know, sometimes, and this is what's so good about our God, man. When we fall, he picks us up, doesn't he? He goes, hey, try again. It's not a discouragement like, oh, you're useless. It's a pick up again. Let's do this again. I'm with you. Let's try again. Who knows? It's just a daily practice. I'm going to, today, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to walk in faith. Yeah, I might stumble, but for the moment, I'm going to keep walking in faith. And we keep doing it until it becomes a habit that every morning we wake up and we're like, today, I'm living in faith. Fear doesn't have a hold on me anymore. Uh, I'm going to keep walking in the promises that God has spoken over my life. It's practice, daily choice to live in faith. Philippians 4.6 is a verse that, that we've used for years. Paul's saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Our posture needs to always be kind of to prayer, doesn't it? Actually, I think the key in that Philippians verse is actually, and in everything, like give, tell God what you need, but thank him for all he has done. That we live in prayer, but we live in gratitude, that we live in that faith space. We're thanking God with, yeah, with full gratitude. Am I making sense? Well, there are a couple of kind of easy little bits they seem easy anyway they take practice but I actually think that this morning calls for calls for like an actual response it's not just head knowledge right this is actually something that we want to pray over this morning second Timothy 1 7 says this for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. This morning, 
I want us to pray for that power, love, and self-discipline. I, I actually want people to be rescued and set free from fear this morning. Sarah, could I get you to play for us? It'd be nice. We're going to pray together. I, I said my testimony is that I got set free from fear. I believe that God can do that in an instant with an encounter. I think we have to keep working on it, but God can do that. And I want to pray that over people this morning. I think as a church, we would want to pray that for each other, wouldn't we? That fear wouldn't have a hold on us, that we wouldn't live a life that is motivated by fear, but instead that we would live a life of faith. I'm going to pray and then we're going to, we're going to actually open it up for some prayer for each other in these moments. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you that you are, are just so good. <laughs> like, like sometimes beyond what words can say. But we thank you that you are a rescuer. We thank you that you are Emmanuel, that you are with us, that you walk beside us. We thank you. Uh, we thank you actually that you're kind of like that harness that keeps us safe. In these moments, Holy Spirit, we pray for freedom in this room. God, where fear has held us captive, where fear has robbed us, we pray for release, we pray for freedom. We pray that, that fear would be gone and instead that would be replaced with faith. Holy Spirit, in these moments, come and move. Come and do what you need to do. Thank you that you immediately reach down and pick us up. Thank you, Jesus. Just in these moments, we do have kind of a little background of mood music. Uh, but as always, there's no, like, I'm, we're not trying to manipulate you into anything. There's no shame or fear this uh, There's no shame or condemnation this morning. But there are some of us who still feel like we're held back by fear, right? And I actually want us as a chance, as a faith community, to pray for each other. Are you in for that? I just wonder if fear is still maybe your natural response or, or fear still has a, a bit of a hold on you at this morning. This morning, I ask that you might just stand where you are and we're going to get some people and gather around and we're just going to lay hands and pray and we're going to see freedom this morning, aren't we? Anyone want to see freedom this morning? Anyone want that freedom this morning? So I'm going to ask just in these moments if fear is something that still takes hold. Stand. Again, no condemnation, no shame. Let's get free.
Holy Spirit, come. Come and minister in these moments. Thank You, God. You are so kind and gracious. We ask for an outpouring of Your Spirit, for even a supernatural response of faith right now. Come and minister, Holy Spirit. I'm gonna invite you, if you're sitting down right now, we're gonna gather around people and we're gonna pray. So if you're near to somebody, you might wanna go and lay hands, you might wanna pray, but we're gonna pray because we want want people to be set free. We want people to, to leave different this morning, right? I'm praying in faith that that's what happens. So let's do that in these moments. Let's, let's move and pray. Let's do it.